Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. My guest today is a woman's health advocate and on a mission to help women heal after a hysterectomy. She is the founder of Hysterectomy Healing and her coaching program puts women at the heart of their own healing journey. Welcome to the show, Laura Applewhite. Oh, thank you so, so much for having me and for that wonderful introduction. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's lovely to have you here. Um, so I met Laura uh, a while ago at a training seminar and we got talking about this topic and I've really never, I've never heard anybody talk about it before. So um, it was it was imperative that I spoke to you about coming on the show um, and because I, th- I think it's such an important topic that, like I said, I don't, you know, it's not in my world, but I have never heard anybody talk about it before. And I've been to a lot of trainings and everything in the past. Um, so if you'd like to tell the listeners, Laura, a little bit about yourself and, and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just want to start as well by saying, yes, you're right. It's not commonly spoken about um, women and hysterectomies um, in this country. However, approximately 55,000 women in the UK will have a hysterectomy each year. And in America, that figure is a high, as high as 660, if I remember um, it, 660,000 that is. Um, wow. So it, it isn't spoken about enough, um, in my opinion. Um, and yes, um, my name's Laura. Um, I help women heal after a hysterectomy. And really my mission, uh, really wider than that, is to help women um, heal so that they can help heal the world because it is my belief um, that when women in the world are happy then the world can be a happier place um, and also I just want to say because I don't want to exclude men ever in this but obviously that was very loaded towards women being happy yeah. in the world um, but um, actually it doesn't exclude men because um good women need good men so very much uh welcome welcome in all of the good men like yourself um, in the world as well um so yeah um so really what brought me to this work was the fact that I had a hysterectomy approximately three years ago mm-hmm. um and I found the experience very um isolating and I was terrified of um, the surgery and how I was going to be um, afterwards. Um, also, I was terrified that it was going to go wrong because I had worked in clinical negligence before and I had had preconceived ideas which were incorrect. I just want to state <laughs> that they were not right. Okay. Um, that um, everyone who had a hysterectomy it was going to go wrong and I was really concerned about like I was going to wake up with a colostomy bag or some kind of bladder issue I was immediately going to be catapulted into old age and I might as well just uh give up my youth and start sitting in the corner knitting um with my knitting needles um and I that was what that was my 
those were the main fears that I had going into the surgery and um, going through the process. And here I am now, like three months, that three years later, um, and I just, um, I know that that's not true. And I really wanted to really help and support as many women as possible through this experience because it became really important to me that no one went through the procedure in in the same way that I did mm-hmm. um and you know when I say um that I felt very isolated alone um, and afraid going into the procedure really what that means is I was isolating myself <laughs> um and I did not speak about it so really going back to your first point that no one talks about it mm. I was ashamed to talk about it and I was ashamed um, that I was going through everything that I was going through and you know before the hysterectomy I was having periods that were horrendous that were preventing me from going out and I was ashamed of that mm. as well um, so yes not many people talk about it because maybe like me they're ashamed and maybe they worry about what that means about them as a woman and um, this is one of the one of the main things that I do um, when I'm coaching women is to help them realize that there's nothing wrong with them and they can still live a happy wonderful fulfilled life after this procedure okay yeah for people that are listening obviously they can't see you you're very young, aren't you, to have gone through this experience? Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm 45, so yeah. I yes, I, I feel like I'm young. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, really depends, doesn't it, on how old you are, whether you think that's young or not. <laughs> but I think for to be to go through that type of experience, I would, you know, I, I, one of my 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 best friend actually, his wife had his, his directed me when she was much young I think she must have been in her early 30s um, when she had her hysterectomy mm. um, it's interesting I was around there last night and, and we had a little bit of a chat about it to be honest no oh really coming on the show today um, but um, yeah I mean I, I to me that would that's that's a very young to be going through such and such an operation I mean mm. how, did, did that impact on you at all the, the kind of the age thing because you said that you you know you were ashamed maybe of what you were going through not just mm. having to have the hysterectomy but the the, the the kind of precursors to needing to have it in the first place I, I suppose I don't know necessarily whether I thought that I was young going um for the procedure um if I think about it now yes maybe but um some of the things that came up for me when um when it was decided that this was um, the best next step for me, because like I said, I was having horrendous periods for a long time and I was getting to the point where I was getting quite poorly. Mm. I had anemia um, and even though I was still like working really, really hard, my energy levels were just sapped and um, I was starting to really struggle. Mm. Um, And well you know going back to what we said before I didn't I wasn't talking about that with my friends or my family really and I wasn't communicating yes my husband knew because you know my husband is an amazing human being and he was there and always supporting me Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't talk about it with even my friends really Um, 
I, you know, it was something that I just sort of hid and swept under the carpet and, and didn't want to admit. And, you know, when I talk about things, um, again, that I was ashamed of, like I, I had a prolapse and that was revealed after I had um, an ablation. So I had an ablation before my hysterectomy, which was offered to um, try and prevent the heavy periods. Right. Um, when I had that, my surgeon said to me, mm, Laura, you've got like a grade four prolapse here. Like, I'm surprised that you don't have any symptoms. Um, and I lied and said, oh, no, I don't really have any symptoms um, because um, I I had I was having symptoms like I virtually stopped running because I didn't want to pee myself all the time. Uh, um, so, again, it goes back to that. Mm -hmm. I was ashamed thing because mm -hmm. like now I know like if you start peeing yourself when you're running that's something that you go to the doctor and you get treatment for mm -hmm. but then me back then I was like oh I'll just stop running then yeah. <laughs> so like the issue exactly so that can be like a big a big thing that stops people getting any kind of treatment because um they're ashamed to admit to themselves like what's going on mm -hmm. um so sorry I sort of went on a bit of a ramble then but um I do didn't yeah I, do you understand that what you were actually going through then that how you were feeling that made you want to keep this to yourself how, how did you how did you think you viewed having a hysterectomy or having problems um how, how did you think your your perception of yourself and having those issues came came about yeah, well, I just wasn't very good at taking care of myself um, back then. And so when, for example, I had that, uh, and this is why I talk about, uh, this is why I talk about it now. And um, at the time, I wouldn't have been admitting to anyone that I had a prolapse, because like I said, I was ashamed. And I, I thought that was embarrassing. And also, I, I thought, oh, it's normal. Like, as women get older, they just pee themselves fine. Like, that's okay but actually no it's not it's not okay and it's not I know it, it can be funny like yes we can all have a laugh about it but no, not yeah. to the extent not, that not funny though is it no no exactly and not to the extent that um you don't get the treatment that you need like mm. the, the, there's a thing isn't there like I am definitely and I don't know whether it's just in the UK but um like we can have self-deprecating humor and that's good mm -hmm. and you can laugh about things and that's good but it gets to a point where like don't just laugh about it and not do anything about it like get yourself to the treatment um and uh, educate yourself as to what's what's a problem and and, and what you can do to resolve um, these problems because mm -hmm. who knows had I got treatment earlier I may have been able to prevent my ultimate um hysterectomy i don't know i still haven't got an answer um to that question okay and is, is there a stigma do you think is there i mean you know it's a it's a very important part of a woman's body do you think there is something around this having this operation or having to have this operation or having even the idea that there could be a problem that could lead to, to having a hysterectomy do you think there is a resistance in people because of the significance of that part of the body to to seek help 
Uh, yeah, definitely. I think that is um, a really complicated and long, long answer as well, um, because like, I definitely thought that, or I definitely felt that having the surgery might make me less of a woman. Mm. And I know now that that's not the case, but I did have that fear inside of me before the surgery, like, I'm not going to be a proper woman anymore but but also that's not true not in not in the least bit true Mm. um but these feelings that come up um there's nothing wrong with with that thought and that feeling um and it's something to be allowed and something to not to block out, um, not to resist, and and something to allow allow it to come up and and work through. Um, and I hate sometimes saying this working through things because it's yeah. Know, but yeah. there's a process, isn't there, that you it, you, you need to, to go through in order to be able to manage this for yourself. Yeah, and it reminds me of a quote that I read yesterday. Something like, um, "What you." what you can't feel you can't heal so like mm-hmm. all of these past coping mechanisms that I had created about pushing my feelings down and pretending that they didn't exist like again when it came to my hysterectomy like everything everything from <laughs> all of those times when I tried to push things down it all it all just came up and I had to face it and as a as part of my hysterectomy healing I had to really deeply, deeply heal inside of my heart. It was not just about the physical healing. And this is um, really one of the things um, that, or, or one of the main things that I help and, and what I um, coach women through is it's not just the physical healing that we're looking at here. It's often um, that you need to heal heart, body and soul. And, and the physical side of things actually can be often the easy part. Yeah, and I guess that's like you said, there's a huge significance in what you do as far as what your coaching and your support is for uh, mm. for people out there is that you do you do give them the tools or you give them the space to be able to actually really work through what they are going through and help them to come to terms with what is a very significant Mm. significant space and significant loss yeah 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 definitely and then you know going back to that um you know not feeling like I would be a proper woman um moving on from that I was for I was 42 and I had my hysterectomy and I wasn't planning on having any more children Mm. but I had to grieve for the fact that I wasn't going to have any more children Mm. so logically you go well, this is what I went like well you weren't going to have any children anyway why are you sad about this mm-hmm. but I did grieve for that and I needed to um because again it's not something you can push down and put it in a box and forget about it there's one thing knowing that you're making a choice not to but the second there's a second thing completely when you know you can't yeah yeah that definitely choice, that choice is being removed from you yeah 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 definitely yeah definitely and you work with the uh, women in your group as you said and, and we had a little conversation before and it was interesting that you um touched on the relationships that they mm. have and the importance what they 
be as a significant factor within relationships for themselves nowadays. Um, would you yeah. like to, can you talk a little bit about that? And Gary being this is the relationship guy show, um, that uh, how it would be interesting to see if there's a difference between the significance of things that they place on having healthy, intimate relationships with people that may be a difference to what I've come across in the past. So could you share some of that with me? Mm, definitely. They have come up with, I just wanted to send out a little message of love to the women in my hysterectomy healing community. Mm-hmm. By the way, my hysterectomy healing community is such a loving space and I love every single one of them inside of there. And if any of them are listening to this, I just want to say that to all of them. Um, so I, yeah, I asked a little question this morning to them about mm. what, in their opinion, was the most important aspect of loving and relation, uh, sorry, what was the most important aspect in a loving relationship? And they have come up with quite a few of the things that I um, came up with as well. Mm. Um, and um, I'm just gonna start, um, cause I'm here, I'm gonna start with some of mine first okay. and then I'll move I'll move on um, to some of theirs. But what I will say, just a little spoiler alert, is some of the things that they have come up with, well, most of the things they've come up with really are what I've come up with. So I don't think you're going to be shocked um, by any of these things here. Right. Um, But one thing when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about this morning is when we're thinking about the importance of um, relationships, one of my like biggest biggest things for a happy and healthy relationship and um, something that I just wanted to mention was that um, it was some advice that my grandma gave to me before I got married Um, so before I got married I said because I was desperate to get it right this time because I'd been married before and it was uh, horrendous Um, (laughs) mainly because I was 18 at the time so you know 18 year olds getting married yeah together definitely um anyway so she said to me (laughs) pardon i'll be back and we can talk about that (laughs) yeah definitely definitely yeah you can um, learn from all of my mistakes (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what i do in my coaching (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, yeah, i've made into one into one package great (laughs) yeah can we do one like that that would be amazing (laughs) um yeah, she said to me, um, and I'm going to pass this on always from now on, well, from, from when she gave the advice to me, was uh, most important thing in a happy and loving relationship is a sense of humour. And I really, really believe that that is so true because you can't take yourself too seriously in this life and especially um, in your relationships. And um, for me and my husband, like especially when the chips are down, we like to laugh at mm. and with each other yeah. <laughs> all of the time. Um, so that has really, really, really helped us mm. uh, through some ups and downs. Um, so, I mean, I've got a, a lot more as well, but a lot of the other things that I've written down here are have come up in my hysterectomy healing community, like um, commitment, and I always want to say to yourself first mm-hmm. and then to everyone around you, yeah. um, non-judgment again of yourself and then extending yeah. that to everyone around you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, humility. And when I say humility, I don't mean like how in the sense of 
you know having a low opinion of yourself I feel like a lot of the time like humility can be um, misconceived if that's the right word definitely like low self-worth and low self-esteem yeah no I see humility as um not being proud um and really being aware of yours and then um by extension after that everyone else's humanness Mm. um and um from the women in my community they've come up with again loyalty honesty trust Mm. um friendship um and um being able to take yourself and your partner um on dates open um open communication and understanding um each other's um love language um and I mean, there's just so many things. Like, there are so many things. It's interesting when you said about love language. Most people don't even know their own, let alone knowing what yeah. their partners yeah, are. Yeah, exactly, um, we exactly. Do, we have done a show, so if you want to listen back um, uh, to one of the previous episodes of the Relationship Guy, we have talked about love languages. If you are not aware of what they might be, mm. yeah. So, um, for example, like I really love words of affirmation Mm. my husband um he doesn't really care so much about the words of affirmation um and he is definitely his love language is definitely service Mm. um so sometimes we can come at things from um, a completely different angle and um you know just this week we went out for a lovely romantic little date and ended up having a disagreement because um I asked him um for some words of affirmation obviously I didn't say it in that way because that's yeah, it please affirm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I was just asking for a compliment basically mm. and I forgot myself for a minute there because um when I do that it makes him feel a bit under pressure and he doesn't know like mm. how to he feels a bit like I'm saying that he never says anything nice to me but that's not that's not true and and because I put him under pressure then we ended up having a bit of a disagreement (laughs) (laughs) so we all just because you want me to (laughs) yeah exactly and um but actually again maybe you needed him to well yeah but also like and and I just want to also then mention again there that um before I came on the or not again, but before I came on the podcast um, with you here, I asked Paul, like, what what would you like me to talk about on the podcast? Because I'm talking about um, relationships. And, and you know, he mentioned the, the thing about um, sense of humour. Mm. Um, and um, I'm just going to quote him here because this is um, his sense of humour and mine as well. Um, and um, he was like, I want this to be a bit light. I don't want you to be all serious and talking about commitment and trust and non-judgment and courage and vulnerability and that what about remembering that not everyone is like the fucking Waltons and (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like yes exactly because not everyone is like the Waltons I think that's the importance of the the few things that you've intimated to already when you started to kind of talk about this was the importance of having a really good relationship with yourself 100 percent 100 don't have that relationship with yourself that's healthy then you are going to judge yourself you're, you're yeah. going to 
have maybe so low self-worth and self so if someone is trying to have a joke with you you're not going to be able to take it very well if they don't give you the words of affirmation that you're looking for conversations can escalate into arguments Mm -hmm. when they don't need to um because of the fact that you haven't dealt again go back to whatever we haven't processed our own stuff um so it's really important that you do work on that relationship with yourself if you want to have a healthy relationship and like you said you know be able to laugh at yourself when it's appropriate yeah exactly something that's funny um yeah rather than get embarrassed rather than feel shamed rather than feel whatever it is that you might feel is just to be able to go you know that's okay that's quite amusing really yeah exactly exactly like if i look back at this this disagreement that we had the other night like no no wish that we hadn't had the disagreement but looking back it is quite funny like how we were both coming at it from mm. a different angle and also like you can't have a healthy relationship um if you think that you're never gonna fuck up like like relationships are not perfect and like you, we're all perfect and imperfect Mm-hmm. both at the same time so like if you think you're going to be in a relationship and everything has to be like the Waltons every day you're setting yourself up for a fail a fail mm-hmm. because like relationships sometimes are not easy mm-hmm. and it's about that you know going back to what I said before it's about that humility about understanding sometimes you're going to get it wrong and sometimes your partner is going to get it wrong and if you can always remember that you love each other and not forget that, then you're going to be, you know, you're going to be doing a little bit better because, you, you know, you can't go through life. Paul and I have been together um, 25 years now. You can't go through 25 and, you know, let's let's hope we're going to get to 50 one day. If, you know, mm-hmm. God willing, I'm still here by then. Um let's let's hope we're gonna um carry on like loving each other and accepting when we get it wrong and just laughing at and, and with each other being with each other in that moment when it all goes wrong you know like you yeah. said separating and falling out it's actually just accepting that actually will things will go wrong and how we're going to work through this together and i guess coming back to what you went through with your hysterectomy mm. uh, just quickly to touch on relationship beliefs are one of the fundamentals i believe in mm having and creating a healthy intimate relationship if you don't understand what your relationship beliefs are then you're setting up yourself to fail because if your beliefs are um um what's the word unattainable then you Mm. are going to keep looking to find something within a relationship that is that that really can't exist Um, yeah exactly exactly that that importance of those relationships as well so when you were going through you said it was paul that was the person that was your rock he was there for you he was the one you shared things with mm. and helped you through uh, yeah. so the significance of relationships to you especially when you were going through that time in your life uh, how would you say they helped you and uh, and help, got you through the difficult times that you went through yeah I mean so if we just um you know talk about Paul being my rock so I you know if we if we go back to the point where I said I wasn't great at looking after myself um so for example I um in the in the first few days after my hysterectomy I was like 
oh, this is easy. I just, I just, I can just, I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. I can just hop off the bed. I can just mm-hmm. like do the hoover and I can just move this chair. I can lift this. And Paul was like, no, mm-hmm. you are not moving. You are sitting in that chair or lying in that bed and you are not moving Mm. and I was like sulking like a petulant child because I was like wanting to like hop up and show myself and everyone how I'm invincible and I joke about this that he virtually had to tie me to the sofa Mm. on the bed and whatever and maybe (laughs) not in the way that um, he'd like but But he was like no you are gonna sit there and you are gonna lie there and you Mm. are gonna recover and he would not let me leave the house like Mm. for two weeks so I wanted to I was desperate to go for a walk around the block again because I wanted to show myself and everyone that I was invincible um but I needed that discipline and I needed that, you know, I needed that from Paul, that's that time and that space to rest and let my body heal, especially in the beginning, because left to my own devices, I God goodness knows what I would have tried to do. Yeah. It's interesting because my stepmom, she had a hysterectomy as well. And um, I went around there not long after she came out of the hospital and she was standing on the kitchen units, dusting the top of the unit. Oh, my God. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Get down. Yeah. Oh, this has got to be done. I was like, no, get no. down. You know, you can't be up there. Get down. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Sleep, like, rest for the next few weeks or so. Uh, yeah. yeah. At the time, this was many years ago at the time, I, I, you know, I can't, you know, being in the world of trying to understand why people are doing what they're doing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense because that's the kind of person that she is. She likes to be seen mm-hmm. as someone who can just crack on. Um, yeah. I can understand now why she was doing what she was doing. And I'm sure she got straight back up there after I left, to be honest. But <laughs> you're not telling me what to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she saw the importance of her own well-being. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's it. And um, I, th- I think that really, um, that, that leads really nicely into one of the things, one of the key things that I had to learn when I was um, recovering after my hysterectomy was that over the years I had learned, um, and it had been helpful for me in, in some way uh, and some ways, so I don't want to completely turn my back on it, but anyway, I'd learned that, um, like, I could pull my socks up, I could push on through, like, doesn't matter what I'm going through, like, just keep going. Mm. And um, as I say, that was helpful for me at times, but in the healing and the recovery part, um, after my hysterectomy, I had to learn to actually start listening to my body Mm. more. And actually there were there were a lot of cues that my body would give me a lot of messages it would send me yeah. um that I would miss completely because mm-hmm. I was just so used to pushing 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 mm-hmm. so I had to learn to almost like dial it, dial down the mental chatter dial down my head um a little bit and start listening to my body um and my heart because um it was trying to guide me in the right direction, but I was ignoring it a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's that's come up quite. It comes up a lot in the coaching that I do, but even some of the mm-hmm. interviews that that we've had on on the show, 
is that significance of recognizing what your body's telling you because your mind has a different idea about what Mm. your body's capable of Um, Mm. and when it comes to all sorts of different things you know where your body might be under stress um you know he's not coping very well it will tell you it will tell you where it will give you mm. the signs um but like yeah. if, you're, if you're living in your head all of the time mm. and you're not allowing yourself to make that connection to what your body's trying to tell you you can completely screw yourself over yeah yeah definitely and i think it's quite common especially for women that's my experience that's my knowledge um and you know especially in the corporate um world as well like it's just um it's almost celebrated isn't it like push 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 sleep when you're dead lunches mm-hmm. for wimps all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh to be a beck and call answering your emails at midnight type thing yeah 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 the the best employee in the office is the one that stays there the latest that kind of thing yeah and um commitment to the to the firm yeah 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 definitely 100 and um you know like I say, there's there's some parts of that that are okay and there's some parts of that that are good, but you need to, well, I felt that I needed to and I have needed to um, get that balance back um, mm. right and allow my body to have a bit of a say sometimes. Yeah, definitely. You, know, you need to be in harmony, don't you, in with all 100%. different parts of yourself. Again, it's all that self-development, that self-learning and really sort of spending some time looking at you and understanding you and figuring out really what's going on in your own life and going on in your own body um yeah that would kind of live the kind of the best version of you possible i think um, yes definitely so thank you so much for for sharing your story with with the audience today um if people would like to get in contact with because like as you said you know this is not a, a widely talked about topic Mm. people may not know where they can go but it's amazing that you've got this uh facebook group uh, for people that you can support and help through either before they have the hysterectomy or after you you, you, there's a very supportive and uh, nurturing environment that you offer how how can people become part of that and how can people get in touch with you in general yeah lovely thank you very much um yes yeah, so my hysterectomy healing community can be found on facebook it's hysterectomy healing um with laura applewhite and i think you're going to put the link to that um in yes indeed we will put your group link in the show notes so if anybody yeah. uh, isn't able to jot this down then do look in the show notes and you'll see a link to laura's facebook group there and also yeah, um, yeah. on instagram yeah and they can connect with me on instagram um my instagram handle is laura underscore apples underscore um and that's just a little nod to my nickname which is apples so you know anyone who calls me apples you're my you're my pal um (laughs) um, so that's that um and also you know if, if anyone has any questions or if they want support then they can uh, DM me on Instagram and if they find me on um, Facebook too then they can DM me there as well um, because I love to chat as you can probably tell <laughs> yeah. no that's no, been an amazing conversation thank you very much um, like I said if anybody's there that is uh, in in the same situation either you think you've got a problem and you want to talk to someone about it or you've already been through this experience and you want some support with it please do get in contact with Laura and join what sounds like an amazing community 
uh, to help you through any difficulties that you might have with these experiences. I'm going to call you apples now. Yes, so, we can be, so we can be pals. Um, yes, <laughs> thank you, Laura, um, for being here. Um, and I look forward to speaking to you again when we come, maybe we'll come back to talking about your, uh, your, your wedding when you were 18. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. I mean, I've got a lot, I've got a lot of material here for you. I'm, I'm ready, willing and able whenever you want. Awesome. Uh, so thanks again, Apples. It's been great talking to you and I'll look forward to speaking to you again soon. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. Really good talking to you as well. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.